Hi, this is Damon Williamson with the Agency Dallas, and you are listening to The Red Mic. Okay, for, well, first of all, before we even get started, my topics are gone. Trey, <laughs> Trey has... They sure are. Trey has apparently some uh, unknown plan there. Well, I'm not I think even... we should first acknowledge what a big star you are and how you really went viral this past week. What a star. I mean, it's like nothing normal. It's like my daily thing. Oh, I'm, I, I just walk out and always star. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm like the star of the show everywhere I go, so. I called Megan this morning. I was like, this is the greatest PR and marketing scam I've ever seen. I, we're five episodes in, <laughs> and somehow you're on Glam uh, Magazine. You wouldn't call it a scam, Trey. I mean, like, what in the world? And now you're tied to this big scandal that's unfolding over the next few months. Well, first and foremost, I... I would. I will say one thing. I, I did not dig that story out. No, you did not. I, that was handed I, to you on a red. Fire. I gave him a little tiny nudge, and he was like, "I'm going with it." He took. It. I'm gonna take this all over the place. Yep. So yeah, I mean, uh, I think that whole thing was great. Uh, honestly, for our podcast here, it's like hitting the ground running now, and I've got you know like just all kinds of things online that I'm seeing, and people are like. What what is this red mic? What, what, what I posted on Facebook and people are like commenting saying I saw something on this online and it's, I'm like this is amazing. <laughs> it really is. But it was you didn't pull it out. He just gave it to you. But you were you were good there. That, yeah. that was a good that was a big moment. I have a random question for you too. <laughs> this is like a TikTok question. Ali's gonna get this. I knew he was gonna do this. Do you or how often do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> do not. I still don't. I okay. I'm gonna let Cameron get to this. Wrong. Like what's this from? Like do you ever think about the Roman Empire? No. Well, I mean, what do I oh have? I ever thought about it on a level that is serious? No. But do you think about like the things that you hear about how the Roman Empire was and how it was completely? advanced in its way that it was put together and they had like the most advanced plumbing systems and had you know currency that was created specifically for Rome so I mean you think about it sometimes it just would well, I think you think about it a lot more than most people yeah I mean, you definitely think about it yes yeah, yeah. what's how often do you think about it Cam I, I don't oh, <laughs> that how that was a much deeper than I thought it was going to get honestly because there was a lot to it that's all I'm going to say. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's not, it is not a daily, it's not a monthly. It may be three times a year kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, plus, you know, like the school, the things that my sons are going through with school right now, they'll be talking about like history and stuff. And I'll like say the Romans, they, 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 they knew what they were doing. <laughs> how would this was that? still the question in my, my world. Like I'm always like, how did they not make it successful and continue? But it was basically... What uh, Julius Caesar got stabbed by his. I was going to say, what I've done no research on the Roman Empire. Well, what even I mean, this is just such a bizarre topic that we're on right now, but I will, I will tell you that the Julius Caesar situation was stabbed to death on the Senate floor. That's like killing the president by sen senators. Mm -hmm. And then the guy that took over was Brutus, which is his best friend. Brutus then made a coin that had him on it that said, uh, the Ides of March, which was basically the day that they killed Caesar. And he made a coin like saying like, look what I did. And he was on it. So then people hated that. So then it was like, the corruption continued. I think that was the ultimate downfall. Like definitely more than three times a year. Yeah, definitely so. three times a year. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a solid answer. All right, so I feel like we'd be remiss to I not put that topic this. covered. Let's move on. Yeah, we'd be remiss to not talk about this office romance that you two have. 
Oh, this, Brandon? Uh, yes. Jackson Brandon. <laughs> I like him so much that I know his Bro-man. name is Brandon. I know. Y'all are like the besties for the resties. Well, I want to hear about y'all's relationship. We have a lot in common, actually. We do. Yeah, we do. He's got really high blood pressure like me. and mm-hmm. <laughs> He found it, man. You know, it was actually funny because one day I was getting ready to go to the gym in the morning. We work out every day. Every day? In the four, four, four days a week. Four days a week. Oh, four days wow. a week. At the office. Yeah, we have weights in one of the office uh, offices here, and why do we just? Yeah, oh my god, we just curl in front of each other now. Now there's actually a pretty good gym at the office. It's downstairs. Well, I was getting ready to go to the gym one morning, and my wife uh, smelled that I put on cologne, and she was like, hey, "Why are you putting on cologne to go to the gym?" And I was like, "Well, uh, I mean, I just want to smell good. I don't like. I ain't different. She was like, well, you know." Women, no. I was like, I promise you, I'm just going to work out with Damon. <laughs> I was like, I will send you a picture of Damon at the gym. Oh, my God. And, yeah. Uh, it was kind of funny, but yeah. So, I Would mean, it just smell good for Damon? It, it, no, no. Cameron was one of the first agents that came over to us, number one. And when he came over, I immediately knew that I was going to like him, no, yeah. which is just something that happens sometimes in yeah. life. You're not going to be like, I, I like him. I told Megan, I was like, I, I, I want to get him over. <laughs> And then she's like, no, I 100% agree. Because Cameron is really one of the most genuine people that you would meet. And I'm not even talking about his six foot four stature of like the security office here. (laughs) Uh, But no, seriously, that was like one of the things we immediately knew about Cameron was like super nice guy, very genuine. He can talk to anybody in the office. Everybody will say the same thing about him. He's got that that presence. Yeah. So I do love him. So Cameron, what was your real estate history before the agency? And how did y'all connect in that way? Um, So... I got my license back in like 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my wife started flipping homes in 2018. Before that, I was uh, in, in in home personal trainer, had my own business. But I kind of had the idea that I was done with that. I was just so overweight. You know, in the mornings, and worked at 7:30 or 8 at night. Blah blah blah. But um, so weird. anyways, so we started flipping homes in 18, and I was like, okay, I want to get my license. So I got my license in 20 when everything slowed down with the pandemic. And uh, I started out with another brokerage and I, I, I bounced. I did bounce a couple times, but um, I told my wife when I was with my previous brokerage, if there was any brokerage that I feel like I would move from where, I'm, where I was currently at, I said it was going to be the agency. And sure enough, it was just a plus that it was being run by you and Megan. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh. I came over and interviewed. I mean, we just kind of hit it off right mm-hmm. at the beginning. And I waited for two weeks until they were like, yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah. Well, we were still kind of like it was infrastructure, yeah. but everything like in the back end set up to where like somebody's not coming over and immediately being like, uh, how do I write a contract on your website? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to get all that stuff ready before we started onboarding anybody, really. Allie actually had a similar story to this where I can say that uh, background, like K- KW is where you were originally with, yep. um, um, tell me that. Tell ben, me that Ben Kenny, Ben, Kenny, ben Kenny team, <laughs> and uh, and we actually stalked Allie. Yeah, mm. we were like, Allie, Allie originally said no. I don't think Allie could see the vision because we we're meeting her in a conference room and not really showing her anything that we had at the point. At that point, I know that she was like very interested in the idea of what it was. Yeah, but that was the toughest thing when this started. It was like mm-hmm. you don't have your office done. You don't have anything to really show anybody we've got some marketing stuff to show you we've got some uh ideas in our head that we're trying to portray to an agent that's coming in for the first time but like it's tough yeah. like mm-hmm. it's a lot easier now because everybody kind of sees the whole thing and sees the vision 
But before, like, she's like, well, I like what I'm hearing, but I don't know if I, or you can say it. I mean, I'm just repeating yeah, no, what I, you said. Yeah, I love, I loved your marketing stuff that you guys showed me. And I loved you and I loved Megan. And um, it was a great, just overall, like, first impression, even in the conference room. But at that time, I was just kind of like, I wanted to be part of something that felt established. Yeah. And so. And I get it. I would be the same way, honestly. Like, yeah. if I was coming over to an agency that or an office that was trying to recruit me and, you know, I'm like. Is it going to be as good as they say? Yeah. But you know what I think the biggest difference is, is that I, I sat there and I'm like, oh, man, I, I do want to be a part of this, but it just wasn't up and running yet. And then a lot of people make a lot of promises and say a lot of things in the real estate world. And what I was able to see is, you know, a month or two later that you guys were fulfilling on every single thing you presented to me in that very first meeting. And that's why I was like, oh, my gosh, now it's established and that quick. And what they said became true and it made it easy to kind of jump ship and come back over here. Thankful. Thankful you came, Allie. When do you feel like there was that switch of like, I have to convince people to come to my office versus like, now I'm going to be a little more selective of who I let in? Well, we were selective to begin with um, as far as just who we were reaching out to because Mm -hmm. we do have like the minimum criteria that we want. Yeah. And we all know what that is and we all talked about it. But I think um, probably sometime around April-ish, when we actually did move into the office and mm-hmm. even though a lot of the furniture still wasn't here but we had some stuff we were like yeah it's gonna be good <laughs> it's all on back order forever but it's all gonna be good so you know like literally i think what did we finish the office like a month ago <laughs> like we got this we got this launch this official launch coming in september so we have to have the office done so we're like you know all the all the vendors that had all the stuff being ordered and we're still like okay well it has to come by this day yeah like okay yeah we'll get it we'll get it we'll get it and of course they did thankfully but um it was it was kind of tough at first because you know who we reach out to and who we really want to join and who reaches out to us Mm -hmm. at that early stage is kind of like a different I think uh, criteria of what we wanted because you know nobody really knows I think everybody knows the idea of the agency but they don't really know like the idea of the agency on the back end of what who really want uh, or who we really want to come over as far as like a level of tenure in the business and a threshold volume and like has sales and you know that kind of stuff but people like the glitz and glam mm-hmm. my wife Megan does an amazing job making us look glit- glitz and glam but when you're talking about uh, attracting, you know, the bright, shiny thing, people are going to come and you can't, you know, I can't take you, you just got your license. Um, so keeping that kind of, um, exact same thing continuously has been tougher for, uh, me to, I hate saying no to people because, you know, you meet a lot of, you meet a lot of good agents that are like, um, you know, you can see a year from now, they may be great 12, 24 months from now, they may be at a, you know, this and that. So, it's been tougher to say no because I do want to, you know, like be like, sure, come on over. But honestly, there's just there's a not not enough room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to turn into that uh, machine of a brokerage where we just hire and hire and hire. And uh, I think my wife would probably divorce me if we did that. <laughs> She'd be like, I'm not doing this anymore. Some days this office feels packed. Yeah. I know. Like, oh, lately, especially. Like, we need another floor. I know. <laughs> now, seriously, like, I mean, that, and we are encouraging that. I mean, we want everybody to come up here. And every time no. people are coming up here, everybody's having a good time. You know, like, yesterday we were up here for five hours, six hours, and we had, like, uh, probably about 15 to 20 agents come and, come and go yesterday. It was, yeah. it was very, it was, you know, a very fun day. But that's what the, you know, that's what the vibe, you know, that's the vibe that we want. And you just, it's just good people. 
Yeah. You come in and everybody's getting along, collaborating, talking to each other. It feels good. That's why people want to come up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Kira Alley, they're both here a lot. Why yeah. do you come to the office? Is it for the camaraderie? Is it? 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, ne- I didn't have that. Oh, there's just very few that do. Really, the, there is no office environment, yeah. um, at least where I was at before. So I love going up here, hanging out, seeing everybody. Like, it's just fun. It's yeah. fun to be up here. And it's motivating, too, because a lot of people are up here crushing it, doing yeah. a lot of deals, and it's super collaborative. Yeah, which I know is, you know, the big thing with the agency, but it's true. Like, mm-hmm. It is extremely collaborative. Well, and energy is contagious, right? So sure. you come up here and you you could be in a bad mood or you could be worried about, you know, something, a deal that you've got going on and you come in here and the energy is always positive yeah. and you've got people to talk about or talk to and then to talk about whatever you've got going on and to give you ideas and brainstorm with you, you know, yeah. how to make it better for your client or better for you. So I don't know. It's a good feeling. You want to come yeah. up here. It is. It's a family atmosphere. Yeah, it really is. a family atmosphere. I think surrounding yourself by, with good people or successful people, you're naturally going to. Oh, yeah be successful and that's gonna you know you kind of sponge that a little bit yeah well the other thing about it is um you know the the way that we also chat outside of the office mm-hmm. i love too because everybody's like so involved in the workplace chatter mm-hmm. you know like we're everybody's constantly posting things on there and like we had that same platform at a previous brokerage we also have like 85 group text messages yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh i know <laughs> Dude, it really is wait cameron why do we have 85 group messages yeah <laughs> Because they the new one every day. So. Just always thinking about my agents. <laughs> always trying to keep everybody informed. This guy. Um, but I, li- I like the, um, like just today I was like going through stuff. I'm like, man, I haven't seen six posts, you know, in the last 24 hours. I'm going through and commenting on everything. But like all this stuff is like exactly what we want. We mm-hmm. want everybody being involved all the time. We want everybody feeling like they do have a role to play. And that role is growth with this brokerage together. Like yeah. it is this togetherness it's not damon megan show mm-hmm. it's like everybody here is all part of it and i think everybody takes it that way too they're like we're we're also growing and what's amazing is you you pick up your phone oh yeah you know so yeah. i came from a collaborative except when trey calls i'm like god yeah trey, you know. except for a few select people <laughs> at trade you know. but i feel like that's so nice to be able to know when i need to talk to someone with the amount of experience that you have that i can call and you're going to pick up the call. absolutely so yeah I mean, every agent that's come on over here, we've asked you to come. So yeah, <laughs> it's not a it's not a situation where like you know, there I'll walk into the office and ten new agents that I've never met before are being onboarded, and that is the case at a lot of brokerages mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tough true. because like you like if we if we were to come in here tomorrow and just start hiring agents, we'd have a problem with the current agents that are. <laughs> we'd have a problem with the current agents thinking like this wasn't the plan, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So we're not straying from that. So that is. Like rule number eleven, you know. You know, <laughs> we all know that there's ten rules, but this is rule number eleven. So, do you feel now like you're like the leader of like this exclusive club in Dallas? Oh. Well, I call it a cult agents... a few times, but yeah. Well, <laughs> like I feel a lot of agents will, like other agents will bring up the agency, and it's almost like they say it in like a, like a. How do I get in there kind of way? Like, it's like a, like a secret exclusive club that, like, you got to teach them a handshake, to figure out. Well, no, it's a secret. <laughs> but, like, do you feel like at this point it's established itself in Dallas as a top player in the game? I would, I would 100% say yes, because you can see it and feel it online mm-hmm. with people that mm-hmm. are not affiliated with us in any way, shape, or form. And we're getting lights and comments that are now in the hundreds. 
Like, it, I remember when we first started and we started posting, we'd get like the 10 likes of the people watching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, we need some more traction. But then, of course, like now we're like, you know, the last post that we did, I think on the Rustic is now like five or 600 likes. Yeah. I mean, it's like that kind of stuff where you're like, these people are is, watching. They're this is rolling now. You know, like everything's kind of out there and people really get it. And, I think Megan's grown the Instagram to thousands of followers now. Like, yeah, I think we're close sure. to 5,000. And, like, you would have been open. I mean, we're getting, like, if you really broke it down of like how many people are liking and finding out about this agency on a localized level, we've not paid for likes. We've not paid for followers. Mm -hmm. That is like her immediate rule was like, I'm not playing that game. I'm going to do this and I'm going to grow it the way that I want to grow it. And I want to grow it organically. And it is 100% been successful that way. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and it's real. It is real. Yeah. I think that's the thing, too. I think that's why so many people are like, oh, what's going on? The agency, yeah. you know, because a lot of people can say that they're this, you know, big, fancy brokerage and right. do all these um, things and attract the right people. But you guys back it with like the real deal agents and real marketing and yeah. genuine. Everything is genuine about it. And that's what we're going for. We want to keep it real. Okay. <laughs> real. Fun. Because like this is yeah. the only place that I've ever gone to where we have a monthly meeting. And I look forward to it. Yeah, we all do. Oh, me too. I'm excited yes. about it next week, guys. Yeah, yeah. I plan my outfits for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. And Megan tries to make them fun, but we also try to make it informative. And yeah. I think that's the reason why it's like you know we're not just sitting standing up there talking about clerical crap. Get yeah. You, you know, <laughs> it's a waste of time. Thanks for coming in, guys. Make sure you get your paperwork in on time. <laughs> Literally, how hell my old brokers was. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for everything that we're doing, we're going to continue the role. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get where we want to get and, uh, we're not going to deviate from the plan and that's final. Oh, that's Allie, that. tell me about so your serious. horse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good turn. Talking about horses now? Are we really? Yeah. Transition to the horse. Well, she has a beautiful name. Her name is Allie. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah. Do you name really? her? So no, she came with okay. So so honestly, so uh, nice. I used it twice. Yeah. But yeah. I want to preface this real quick with the question: like, you sold the house to the people that you bought the horse from. Yeah, I bought or the sold horse, their house, and then I sold their house. Yes. Yeah. So that's now that's all you yeah. have to do, people. Find that a horse. That's not well made. <laughs> find a horse and collect that commission. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, you you bought so the house that that uh, we all went to and we all supported you at that yeah. uh, open uh, broker open. Uh, was amazing. You did an amazing job. Like that was seriously. I, I thought I was walking into um, like something that was professionally done. Oh, like literally. Nice. Like we're all like, this is nice. Um, but the other thing that you did was is like, you know, when we come in there, the house is you know super well done. So I'm like, okay, this is a great listing in general. But she's made it like this extremely nice place to go visit. So we're all like there for three hours. Yeah, it was fun. It <laughs> yeah, was great time. we're like ten minutes in the house, uh, two hours and fifty minutes drinking the booze and talking yeah. about random <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, every good ranch water you can yeah. find out there. But yeah, it was nice. We actually, so Samantha, another agent, you know, on the agency here with me, we had a listing down the way. And after that sold, um, we were able to get a referral for this other listing. And when they reached out, um, we they just started talking about this is what we want to do. And of course, we've got this horse and we need to sell the horse. And, yeah. you know, Samantha's like, her name is Allie, Allie. Like this is you've been talking about getting another horse. And so finally, I went and checked the horse out, not even the property. I just wanted to see. And it was, you know, love at first sight. So she's my BFF. And, and you were like, 
while I'm here. While I'm here, your house is beautiful. Let's get this thing on the market. <laughs> did you, did yeah. you guys ever talk about selling? Yeah, yeah. No, it's easy peasy, super nice couple. But um, yeah. yeah, just I feel like that's, you know, the organic part of real estate. If you just do it right, you're kind to people. You do, you do what's right by people. Like I was truly interested in the horse more than I was interested in right. selling their property. Yeah. Um, and they just feel that, you know, and so then it allowed us the opportunity to do fun stuff, have a great brokers open and then sell their house in three yep. days. So yeah. <laughs> and now awesome. we're doing a uh, grassroots campaign out there to try to get some more out of that same neighborhood. It's a really cool neighborhood. I really like that, even I though it's a little yeah. bit of a hike for everybody to go do it. But the turnout was amazing. Totally. And there's a Bucky's on the way. So yeah. Over yeah. There. yeah. yeah. So yeah. And you just closed on a house for yourself. I did. Okay, yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's a little bit. It's a little bit sad, a little bit happy, the whole thing. But um, my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer a few years ago, actually a couple of years ago. Um, and at that time, my dad, I'm a daddy's girl, so love him to pieces. And it was super devastating for my family. Um, anyway, when we heard the news, I was like, I've got to spend as much time with my dad before he passes because you just got to soak that in. So anyway, sold my house, moved in with my mom and dad. And then just six months later, my dad passed away. And um, thankfully, I have a husband who didn't mind living with mom and dad for that time being. I'm yeah. super grateful for him. Um, but for a while, we were just like, what are we going to do? I thought when my dad passed away that I would immediately leave, mm -hmm. you know, because you think, oh, yeah, dad passes away, move on. But no, like we all needed each other. My mom needed me. They'd been married for 53 years. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, and so... It was tough. Wow. And so every time we would look at a place, years. you know, we would look in Frisco and Plano and I would just think I'm just too far. And, you know, it's not it's weird because a lot of people my age have not, you know, lost their parents yet. And so it's something that people don't really realize. But once you lose them, it's it's so tough. And it's just um, anyway, wanted to stay around mom. No tears. No tears. No tears. I'm not going <laughs> to cry, even though I say that and then I always cry. But um, anyway, this this neighbor across the street from my mom, they were looking to sell their house. And of course, you know, I'm a real estate agent, so I just decided like, I would help them out. Hello. Um, but I, I listed it on our little workplace thing as an investment opportunity. And then one day it just dawned on me because I had prayed about it a lot. And I was like, man, Don I'm like, why am I not buying this house? Like, let's buy this house. And so Thankfully, again, I've got a husband who's super supportive and, and likes his mother-in-law, thank God. Um, and so we bought it. And so we're so excited. And literally, he's there right now tearing down walls, um, changing. The, he's having the best he's time. hands-on experience here. Yeah, he and his dad have, um, um, what are they called? These sledgehammers? Oh, yeah, there's sledgehammering <laughs> through the drywall right now. So, yeah, yeah having a great time. We're Will excited. this be your first, like renovation or flip so my mom and dad actually renovated homes as i was growing up so mm -hmm. i got to be a part of a lot my very first house i had when i was 19 years old sounds like we... trey may have known this already before did that you know question that? did you know no this trey? oh yeah oh. okay well there you go <laughs> uh, but anyway flip we i've watched them flip a lot of houses so yeah um this is going to be the first one though for us to do on our own not wow. with without my dad but y'all are going to live in it for some period of time right we're going to live in it for a while yeah. yeah um and as long as we're going to be right across the street from my mom so i keep saying we're like chloe kardashian and yes. chris jenner oh, in yes. this situation <laughs> so i'm so excited because we're neighbors um but yeah we're going to live there as long as we can and then just depending on what how life goes for mom and us then we'll probably make that a rental and potentially flip mom's house yeah. you know, down the line. But. Are you living in there while you're renovating it? So or think, we're, still moms? we're living in my mom's okay. beautiful house while that one gets renovated. Nice. So it's so it's right across the street. Yeah. Yes. All right. So Cam, you've flipped homes before. What's some advice you have for Allie? Yeah, please. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Always uh, just know that 
whatever your budget is, just go ahead and add in like an extra 15%. Okay. Yeah. There's always unknown costs for sure. Yeah. That's why um, I couldn't do that. I would screw the budget. We're just going to do what I want. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a problem. And if, yeah, it is a problem. <laughs> Big time. You have to stick to that budget. Okay. So. And, that, and that's obviously one of the things that anybody struggles with because once you dig into a lot of these houses, you're like, should I just do this too? Should uh, mm -hmm. We didn't talk about this, but we should just do it while they're here kind of thing. And mm -hmm. that's five grand and that's six yeah, grand. And, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always, it's always like that with, I think, you know, cause I've worked with a lot of uh, flippers over the years and the budget can be a good and a bad thing for a lot of these guys. And the bad part of it is like, they do skip things that should have been done yeah, just to try to make their margins. Yeah. The good, the good thing is, if the if the house is done correctly with these flips, even though you did spend a little bit more money, that could be the difference between getting your price and not getting your price. Because yeah. I've walked through a ton of flips where I'm just like, man, they cut some corners in here, yeah. you know. And then the buyers see it too, and they're like, well, I'm not gonna, you know, offer on this one, or I'm gonna offer less than what their asking price is for that reason. You're so right. So just you know, and I always look at it too in the way of. If, um, if you have a budget that you're asking for whatever margin, and that margin is a large margin, and you're thinking, I'm going to get this money, but the greed aspect of it should take second tier to what you really should be doing as far as finishing that house outright. Yeah. And especially in a market like this, yeah. Yeah. Anybody, who bought, anybody who bought those flips in the last 12 months and is now turning them around right now is seeing some reality. Yeah. And I'm seeing them all over the place too. Um, literally supposed to go show like three of them this afternoon that are... I can just tell on the pictures they used one marble throughout the entire house. You know, it's like, it's on the fireplace, it's in the kitchen, it's in the bathrooms, it's on the floor. It. And you're like, yeah, exactly. So you're like, okay, well, obviously that was a, you know, floor and decor special <laughs> dollar a tile really? kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff where I think the flips really do need to be looked at as like, you want to get out of this one quickly and get some money versus stick with it for a while and continue to drop the price until... You know, you're just out of money and out of funds and you just got to get rid of it because I've seen it both ways. Mm -hmm. Have you done a flip ever, like surely for investment purposes? Um, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't say that we really bought one to flip, but we had a bunch of rentals that we had. And then before putting them on the market, you put the money back into it to like new floors, new cabinets, new countertops, new bathrooms, all that stuff to get the max out of it. Yeah. Because, you know, renters will warehouses out very, very quickly. And one of them, we had kind of a worst case scenario, like the last one that we sold, which was about a year and a half ago, um, we was our first house we ever bought, $168,000 in Allen, uh, built by Syntex Homes. And it was new construction, 2,200 square feet roughly. And, you know, back then, it's like you got laminate countertops, you've got white appliances, you've got um, glue down wood floors if you upgraded them or you got those cheap tile in the kitchens and all that stuff. So we never did anything to it except for just repairs. Mm -hmm. So like the last tenant that we had in there, and keep in mind we owned the house for 15 years, 16 years, mm -hmm. maybe longer. I mean, it was probably close to 20 years because I think we bought it in 2004, uh, 2003. So close to 20 years. But the last tenant that was in there, because we knew that this is going to be the last time we were going to rent it out, uh, we told them 12 months and that's it. So right around the 10th month, we said, okay, just reminder, 60 days and you're out. And it was, you know, they didn't want to leave um, because obviously the like we had a decent rent for them and it was yeah. a nice neighborhood, but um, the market conditions had changed like even more. Mm -hmm. So like they're going out and seeing the stuff that was out there for similar prices and they're like, this is trash. And we're like, well, Al? I'm sorry, you knew up front this is going to be a 12 month situation. 
So we walk into it when they moved out, and the house was a wreck. Oh, like man. the kind of wreck where you walk into it and go, hoarders were living here, Oof. and everything needs to be done. Oh. They had burned wood in the fireplace. There was black stuff all up to the ceiling above the fireplace. The, t- the carpets were in horrible shape. Oh, the kitchen was trashed. Bathrooms were trashed. Uh, paint holes in the sheetrock. Backyard was trashed. I mean, we're, they were mad or they were just I, like messy. I people? think they were messy people, but I also knew that they made no effort when they moved out to do anything. Ew. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that situation, you can technically go after them and say, like, here's I'm going I'm going for damages against you. But we were like, screw it. We're not going to do it. You know, because I really? they had they had four kids Aww. living in the house. They yeah. were struggling uh, as far as finding something else for similar rent. I just know that karma sucks in those situations mm-hmm. for me to go back and say, now I'm going to try to take it the little money that you have. So well, if just you like, try to Kool-Aid man my wall, the, well, I'm coming after you. Well, the only reason that we really did not make a big deal out of it is because we were going to sell it. And mm-hmm. we knew that we'd have to put money into it because we hadn't done anything in 20 years. Yeah. Um, that was cosmetic. You know, we took care of repairs. But it was a good $80,000 to get that place back into shape. Wow. Yeah. But we did make a good, like, multiple offers over this price kind of thing. 2022. Yeah, still good. Yeah. Perfect. Still Perfect. good. Mm. See, I would be a great landlord. My husband would be a terrible landlord. Actually, a neighbor, this two or three years ago, was being evicted. And I saw him in the middle of the night, like, taking the refrigerator and, like, other stuff. But I thought he was just moving out. He poured cement down all of the drains. And in that you moment, want to I get said, yourself in a lawsuit. Go ahead and do like, that. I can never be a landlord for that reason right there. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I can promise you that's a terrible, like, nobody's getting anybody back on that. You're going to get in a lawsuit for that mm-hmm. because that's a... That's a twenty or thirty thousand dollar fix to go deal with that plumbing. Oh, like, yeah. You have to tear it all out and redo it. There's yep. no way to fix it. So um, don't ever do that. Anybody who's listening, don't pour cement <laughs> down the drain. Advice <laughs> noted. Just don't do it. <laughs> um, Cameron, you, you, you uh, hold on. Josh is giving us the signal. What does that mean? Thirty minutes? No, we're good. Let's go a little longer. I'm having a good time. Trey's, Trey's like 35 minutes. <laughs> the beat of the drum next door. It's like the uh, the Lord of the Rings stuff. When the, when the drums start playing, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> um, what I was going to say to Cameron was, Cameron, you're married. I am, yeah. Uh, maybe you'll be on that 53-year marriage with Catherine. I would lo- I, I you would so. You would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's 53 years. A lot happens yeah. in a time frame. My blood pressure. Yeah, exactly. His heart... <laughs> Um, you have a little daughter named Collins. I do, yeah. It's a yeah. sweet little, sweet little thing. My daughter's seven. They played a lot when y'all came out to visit us at the ranch and, uh, cute, cute, uh, amazing little family. I know that you guys are, um, enjoying life right now. We are. Yeah. yeah. In, a, in an apartment right now. Yeah. So you sold your house. We did. So we actually had a house right next to my mom oh, neat as well. So we yep. kind of were in the same position you were at and it was amazing, mm-hmm. but it was time for us to sell. So we sold earlier this year as well, and we're currently building a new house out in Prosper right now, uh, really awesome. close to the PGA. Uh, but we're in a- like, Who, What realtor house. did you use? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's one, that's one benefit of buying and selling oh, through flips. Yeah. And oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm a realtor. We <laughs> waited until we were the, it was, so the community we were at, it was a new construction community. Uh, I think they started building in like 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, the week before we listed our house, there was still new construction homes for sale. I waited till all of them were 
were completely sold. And as soon as that happened, we put ours up for sale. Mm. So we were the only home for sale, including my mom's house, which was right next door. We were the only houses for sale in that neighborhood. Now you've sold it up with multiples. Yeah, it was was a great deal. You've sold like three more since then. You got one coming up that's actually about to list. Yeah. Just, uh, I might, I from where my mom's house was. I may, I may get my buyers to buy it off market with duration. Yeah, the agency, so. yeah, but I, they want a fifty thousand reduction before it even hits the market. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know if that'll happen, but cash to reclose. Well, that's <laughs> nice. That's so, nice. how is going from a house to an apartment? Oh, it, dude, it, that it is smart. that's got to be tough. Because Collins oh. has only always has only known having a house since she had her own playroom and her backyard oh. and a neighborhood where she could go out for walks and we have playgrounds and everything. Um, it's been okay. It's about 1500 square feet. It's a three bedroom. So it's not like mm-hmm. a small place. Um, it, it's fine. We have our own garage, uh, garage, garage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> garages. <laughs> yeah, we're all garages. Uh, so it's like, that should, you know, we're fine. <laughs> and we have a pool right down there and it's a very quiet apartment complex. So it's been great, but, um, I know she needs a backyard. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Get what is she for? She's about to be four, Gene. Yeah. Oh, okay. And she has to blow up her bounce house every single weekend. I'm like, we can't. <laughs> oh. We can't blow up your bounce house in the party one. Oh, you guys have one of those like miniature bounce houses with yeah, the balls and stuff in them. Size. Yeah. yeah you can get it on Amazon for a pretty good price, but she loves that. And she would she would just blow up the bounce house and she would have it uh, running basically all weekend. She would go in and out and she just oh. like, she loved life. But now, you know, we can't do that. We have everybody How dare y'all put her in this situation, Cameron? <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> but it's it hasn't been as bad as I thought. But we're definitely ready for the the house to be yeah. completed for sure. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. Too. I've asked Damon this before. I, what what I asked Damon was, how do you find like a work life balance? And Damon said, I don't. Real estate. Yeah. <laughs> so much. how do you two find a work life balance and set those boundaries? Um, it's okay. hard, and I've had to have a lot of conversations with Catherine, uh, my wife. Uh, she's extremely supportive. I think when we get to a, a point, the goal is to actually bring her over and uh, we're going to work together. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Yeah, she's extremely well, she'll have to go through the same interviewing process, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> same hazing. <laughs> but she's fantastic at what she does. She's been a chief of staff of her uh, at her company that she's at. So she's fantastic at running uh, a company, running businesses and handling a lot of the day-to-day stuff. And I think she'd be great for me and my business. So she's extremely supportive. So that's been great. But there's times when we go to like dinner, go on a date mm-hmm. and I'm pulling out my phone because I just get a text message. And I can't wait to see like, is this a client? Do you need to respond <laughs> right away? Yeah. Is this Damon? No, I'm just get about, you know, it's like, Cameron, are you out to dinner with Catherine? I want to chat right now. Oh. And she's like, you know, sometimes at one point it's like, hey, maybe it's not as fun to go to dinner with you. We need to bring in other people because you're always looking at your phone. So like, I've had to make a point to to try and put the phone down, especially when we're having like some of those special times yeah. and dinners. Hey, as long as you're not just staring at social media, at dinner, no, I don't do that. That's no, that's no, the no, problem no. I see so much, and I'm really get, it's really starting to like affect like my older sons because now they feel like they're they go out to dinner with us and they're just like on their phones the whole time. We're like, okay, yeah. bones down yeah. or lose it or lose it for the night. Exactly. What's do you it gonna remember be? back in the day, like if you were having dinner with your family? And someone called during dinner time that that we didn't answer the phone, like called the landline. Yeah. It was always the thing. Like yeah. my mom would say, don't call her during dinner time. They're probably sitting down to dinner, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, that. we that's so lost, obviously, with the cell phones and stuff today. But that's with me and my husband. We make a point like we've had to have it's communication is key, right? To sure. work life balance. But 
Um, and also forgiveness and just being having some grace in certain times when you do have to take a phone call, mm-hmm. but also just having the boundary of like he's in sales as well. So when he gets home because he has late appointments, then both phones are down like past 8 p.m. I don't really think there's anything, you know, you learn after being in real estate for a little while. There's really no emergencies in real estate. You feel that way when you first get into it, but they're really everything that you can handle at 8 p.m. can be handled at 8 a.m. the next morning. Mm -hmm. So just having that boundary of like phones are down, we're home, we're going to spend time with each other and be intentional. I think that's super important. I'll tell you the one caveat to that, which which used to drive me crazy, Mm -hmm. is that we used to have the deadline as midnight for amendments, option periods ending. And supposed to five. So when it changed to five, you're like, okay, thank God. Mm-hmm. I was literally up so many nights at Wait, 11 oh. 50, and we're still negotiating at the last minute trying to get this stuff done. And like one of the other parties was not giving in. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I literally had one, at one point, I had my laptop sitting on the bed, and it's 11 58. And I'm on the phone with my client on speaker, and I'm saying, we got two minutes to hit this termination. And I'm like literally counting down the seconds because they're still like chatting in the background. And I'm like, I'm like, guys, I'm telling you, if I don't hit send on this termination, you are losing this $30,000 on this money. What's it going to be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm literally like now or never five, four. And they're like, we're going to do it. And I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Timeline is good. The five, 5 PM has That's, been like a save. Yeah. What did that change? Uh, a couple of, I, it wasn't that long ago. I think three years ago. Wow. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Oh, I mean, it was like that forever. No, seriously. Well, like before us. The 5 p.m. aspect of it was a life changer. I mean, there was always something going on late yeah. at night and you're just like, I'm sorry, I have to do this. I think that's like <laughs> the other side of things is like as a teacher, you know, you. I Josh used to be is staring teacher, at us so, out of the corner of his eyes. He's oh, like, you're right way now. past time, man. Your wife's going to be mad. <laughs> He's laughing. (laughs) Uh, I was just going to say, like, as a teacher, when you want kids to turn their homework in, you always Mm -hmm. tell them to turn it in like a day before, two days before. And same is true with clients, right? We love them. But I also am always like, okay, we got to do this in this certain amount of time. And the time is always way earlier than what I need. That way, we're not rushing at the last minute. But I learned that the hard way, too. You know, you can't. Yeah, yeah, because you can't dictate what these people are thinking and what they're talking about behind the scenes. And it takes them to get back to you sometimes. Totally. Oh, this is gonna be it. This is gonna be a long one. Before real estate, you were a teacher, right? Or a principal? I was an assistant principal. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't even know that about you, Allie. How, How did that? I, I know she so little thing about. I know me. so little about Allie. My gosh. You so tell us how, how did all that change? So, yeah. No, wait. First of all, I can now envision it. Allie walking down the hallway at the lockers, doing the keychain with the keys yep. on it. <laughs> Totally, with my walkie talkie. Staring inside the classrooms like this. <laughs> I, I Actually, yes, I did do that. <laughs> you know, I um, it was interesting. I, I'm so glad that I had that experience. I think it did make me a better realtor, um, but <laughs> I had a lot of patience. Um, but it was just, it was time. I had a lot of life changes happening. And so I'm so glad I'm not in education anymore for a number of reasons, but being an assistant principal was a, a trip for sure. Mm. Um, I yeah. would say you were probably one of the youngest assistant principals anybody's ever seen before because every principal at my school was in her 60s Easily. or 70s. Yeah. And <laughs> it was always, you know, like them sit in the classroom in the back and like the teachers tell us they're coming in here just to observe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's on their best behavior for that hour. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Before that, I was a dance teacher though. So that was, that was a little bit different. I got to be like a, a drill team director, taught dance. And That's stuff. awesome. So yeah, that was fun. Cam, were you ever a bouncer at Bottle Blonde? No. 
I swear, before I started here, I was like, I'm pretty sure that man was a bouncer at Bottle Blonde. Before. Yeah, he may have. It was, it was. Uh, what do they call it when you do it at night? Moonlight. You were moonlighting. He's oh, a bouncer. Do not. Do not. Don't tell us. Like tell us the truth. The stature and... No, 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 <laughs> not me. Wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> but you were a personal trainer. I was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had my own in-home personal training business for six, seven years, something like that. I had to walk in with a mask on and. Yeah, that was awful. Oh, yeah, man. it was awful. I loved, I loved it though. I loved my clients. I basically had the same clients for like, you know, the, the whole time I was doing it. Yeah, I built some awesome relationships, which has been great for real estate. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was just like I said, the hours weren't working, especially when we had Collins. It's like I'm not going to miss the mornings and the nights. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to be missing. I was kind of prime time in the middle of the day, so it needed to be something. And you know, it was. Quite honestly, COVID was a blessing for our family. Yeah. Like <clears throat> the personal training life, my brother did it for a long time. And he was uh, coming right out of college. And I think he was in his maybe 24, 25 range. I hated I hated the, the schedule that he used to yeah. do. Because there was always like several hours of like yeah. waiting around. You know, yeah. it was like, what do I do? Do I go home for an hour? Do I stay at the gym for an hour? See, I was in home. So I was on the road all day. So I would get caught where I'm like, I'm all the way at Los Colinas. Um, my next session isn't for three hours in Preston Hollow. Do I go all the way to my home in, you know, North Dallas or up in Rams? Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, it's just, it was really strange. It was hard to work. It's hard. You're, you're completely on everyone else's schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you have to work around everyone else's schedule. Uh, but like I said, I've, I don't regret it. I've made some fantastic relationships uh, uh, and I'm just, I'm happy I'm not doing Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the one thing about like a lot of agents uh, talking back about coming into the office and working, one thing that a lot of agents I don't think realize is like, if you do have a landing zone that you can just now go and sit yeah. and do some stuff in between. Oh, you yeah. know, I used to do a lot of working from home uh, when we were at other brokerages previously, but because you know you go into the office and you're just it's just you typically. It's like yeah. you're not really doing anything. You're just sitting there. So I'm like, I can do this at home. But now it's like, I'll run out three times in a day and come back and just continue to yeah. work and be done. And then yes. it's time to get the kids from school and go. Well, you picked a good location too. We're yes. like, it's smack dab in the middle of Dallas. That's right. Well, it's awesome too, I'm North Dallas. So I'm playing right now, soon to be prosperous. So if I'm having showings up there, okay, I'll work from home that day. But if I'm having showings down here, I just want to come into the office. I have a place, you know, on both sides, yeah. you know? So it's so yeah. convenient. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're wrapping now. We're getting the uh, cue. My wife's walking in the room and like doing this thing. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so we're going to wrap. This is Damon Williamson with the Agency Dallas. And this is the Red Mike. And today I have Cameron Ruchop, Trey Stewart, and Allie Vollmer. Thank you, everybody, for coming. 